everyone. It's Robert Poole. Welcome back to the Growing Your B2B Small Business Podcast. I've got a powerful episode for you today, something that's made a big difference in my personal life, happiness, and success in business, especially in the last few years and most definitely through this whole coronavirus thing. Let's get started. You have a small B2B business. Are you frustrated with the lack of resources to grow in B2B? So where do we go to learn how to grow our B2B business? Should we focus on traditional offline methods, online techniques, or both? How do we bring in more clients and revenue and yet keep our sanity? I'm Robert Poole. Join me as I share two decades of B2B growth experience, learn new techniques, and combine both offline and online growth strategies to grow my own business. If you're listening to this podcast, you're part of an elite group of achievers who aren't willing to settle for just a nine-to-five job. Welcome to the tribe and welcome home. Okay, everyone, I hope you're having an outstanding day. And if you aren't having a fantastic day, then this episode is definitely for you. In the last episode, we talked about the power of surrounding yourself with people better than you at different aspects of your business and how to leverage this for your benefit. Today, I want to talk about a topic that's really made a difference in my personal and business life, particularly in the last few years and definitely during this recent coronavirus pandemic. You know, that topic is the power of controlling your state. And if you aren't familiar with that term, I'd also maybe call it your mood or the mental place you are at any particular time. You know, I first learned about this kind of concept uh, from Tony Robbins many years ago. I think it was my early 20s. And although I was aware of the concept, I never really took it to heart until the last few years with some specific strategies. You know, intellectually understanding an idea is one thing, but implementing and executing is where it's actually useful. Ideas themselves are worth nothing if ex- not executed on. And that was certainly my case for many years when it came to state control. So let me ask you a question. Have you ever woken up in a cranky, frustrated, fearful, or, you know, you name the negative type of mood? Of course, we all have. The second question is, how did your day work out from a productivity standpoint, as well as stress? Did you come into the office all excited about your company, what you were going to do that day? Did you want to pick up the phone and call that prospect for the 20th time? Did the day start piling on the bad things to the point where you mentally feel like, crawling in bed and starting over. You know, my guess is that most of us have. I'm embarrassed to say that, you know, I've had a lot of those days, what I call, you know, lost days over the years in business. You know, on the other hand, have you woken up feeling energetic and good about life in general? You know, you're excited to get to work and call that prospect you've been working on. You're in a great mood when you talk to the prospect and close a deal on the phone, feeling powerful and confident. You know, problems start coming your way throughout the day and you aggressively push forward with confidence to solve them. At the end of the day, you say to yourself, wow, what an awesome day it was today. So what's the difference between the two days? Your state. It's as simple as that. You know, it controls how you feel about things, which in turn controls your actions. Being in a bad state causes you to procrastinate, give in to fear, focus on the negatives of things, ignore your schedule and priorities, and most importantly, can put you in a paralyzing state, which means you aren't executing at the level you need to. You know, in B2B, it's much more common to be doing cold calls, having important conversations with owners and executives, doing presentations, and interacting with others than it is in your typical B2C type of business. So state control is actually very important to us. You know, also as the leader of your company, you know, you set the tone for everyone else on your team. Your attitude and state will most likely be adopted by your team, negative or positive. You know, Keith Cunningham, uh, one of my favorite speakers and authors, talks about the idea that you have to ask yourself if you were the CEO of your company and you had a board of directors who followed you around and watched what you do. Would they give you a raise or would they fire you? You know, he's got a great book called The Road Less Stupid that covers this concept more. I know that uh, this has been helpful in catching myself when performing poorly and using it as sort of a wake-up call. 
you know, I've talked about the situation of getting up in the morning and how you, your state affects the rest of the day. It's kind of like those who say breakfast is the most important meal of the day. I don't know if that's true or not, but I would say that the state you're in when you first start the day is the most important time to set the tone for the rest of the day. So if I've convinced you that a good state is critical to your day, the question becomes, how do you get yourself in a good state at the beginning of the day? And how do you keep it as the day's problems and challenges and negative influences start to pile up through the day? I remember back in the 90s uh, when I was cold calling for residential real estate, I followed a real estate trainer, uh, Mike Ferry, who used to teach that the best way to cold call was to come into the office in the morning, don't check your voicemail. I mean, I don't think we even used email at the time if it was even existent. Um, you know, tell your assistant not to disturb you and bang out your calls. He didn't call it state control, but that's exactly what we were doing. So how do you control your state, start off the day right and keep momentum throughout the day? You know, as I mentioned, I've known about the concept for decades, but I was never really able to make it happen and never really did anything with it. Comically enough, there were days when I kind of knew it was happening. I could uh, step outside of myself and, geez, I know exactly what was going on, but I just didn't know how to get out of it. In the last few years, I, I found a few strategies that have finally impacted me enough to implement, and it's made a huge difference. You know, going all the way to back to Tony Robbins, uh, you know, in my 20s and then re-listening to some of his programs recently, uh, we, you know, he talked about state control and a specific routine that he does in the morning. I started following this and I modified it a little bit to make for make it work for me. And it's really helped. You know, as Tony says, and I'm paraphrasing, you know, you can't be grateful and depressed at the same time. And I found being in a state of gratefulness for all the good things in my life automatically puts me in a better state. Just like he suggests when I wake up in the morning, if I exercise, I start off my routine by listing all the things in my life that I'm grateful for. You know, I start with myself, my health, the experience I've been given, then I move to my family, my friends, my team at work, and just keep going as long as I can. You know, we all have a lot to be thankful for in life. Your life may be a mess, but I guarantee there are millions of people out there who would kill to have what you have in your life. You know, I'm not a religious person, as I think religion is kind of man's way of screwing up God's purpose, but I'm a, a Christian, or more accurately, you know, a follow of, follower of Jesus Christ. So I, I actually, I kind of turned this list of things I'm grateful to into a prayer for my creator, thanking him for everything in my life. You know, and of course, uh, I know a lot of people have different ideas when it comes to spirituality. And, you know, that's your business, of course. But, you know, I think regardless of your spiritual beliefs, most would agree that they're all given a lot to be thankful for. Just living in the United States, if you're an American, is a huge gift that people around the world would trade places with you in a second. So in addition to this going over things that I'm grateful for in the morning, there are things that I started doing that really helped me stay in that state during the day. As a side note, you might be sitting there thinking, well, yeah, I woke up pissed off this morning. You know, how do you expect me to be grateful? Well, sometimes, you know, for me, I, and I do have those early mornings, I have to consciously choose myself uh, to make myself start listing out those things. You know, even if I'm kind of gritting my teeth between the first few and, quote, not feeling it. So, you know, I totally get it. However, I've also noticed that if I keep going, I can't help but soften my bad boot and turn things around. Do I do it perfectly every morning? Of course not. But I can, and I certainly pay for it when I don't. And so it does uh, affect my company, unfortunately, also. So let's say you have yourself in a pretty good state. You head to work and the typical problems and the fires of the day start showing up. How do you keep up this empowering state without getting dragged down in the mud? What do you do if you get an irate client or a prospect that jumps all over you or your team? How do you keep that from bringing you down? And one of the things that's helped me is to consciously take a step back and ask myself, is this going to matter in 20 years? Am I even going to remember it? The answer is most likely not, and it helps to keep things in perspective. That perspective lets you deal with a situation 
and know that this is a blip on the radar and not the end of the world. So what else can you do to keep in a peak state? You know, one of the things I've done, and I go through phases where I do it, and I slack off and I start doing again, but it always seems to work. And I got this from a business coach that I had. Uh, she suggested that I really use a stopwatch that goes off every hour or in 30-minute intervals or whatever. Um, then it goes off, and if I'm sitting, I get up, uh, move around, and make myself think about one or two things in my life that I'm grateful for. You know, time with my wife for a big uh, deal that I closed last week, you know, that type of thing. Then I take a couple of deep breaths and ask myself, is this what I'm doing right now on my schedule or am I veering off? Am I doing the wrong activity? Am I doing something that moves the company forward or am I doing administrative work somebody else should be doing? You know, and if I'm off course, this just reminds me to get back on topic and be more effective. You know, you've also heard, uh, you know, your doctor or health person tell you that you need to eat right and exercise. We all know that. And um, they're important for a variety of reasons. But I found that actually both are critical for state control as well. First with diet, you know, I found that if I eat a bunch of junk food, I tend to lack energy. And with the sugar high and the crashes, it really does affect my state. If you don't have the energy because uh, you just crashed, it's hard to keep yourself in that good state. I mean, uh, there's a variety of ways of eating out there, but most of them focus on eating healthy foods and avoiding junk. And I believe that there's different approaches that work for different people because we all have different bodies. But I would encourage you to try different things and find out works what works best for you. And you can kind of tell uh, by how you feel which uh, particular style of eating gives you the most energy and keeps you from those crashes. And most importantly, something you'll stick with. Next, uh, with exercise, this can be a real boost to your state done right. If you combine your exercise routine during the exercise, uh, you do your thankfulness list, so to speak. Because of the good feelings and the natural high that comes from exercising, this gratitude gets anchored in your subconscious. So you don't have to be as deliberate and it comes kind of habit. I know a lot of you may be thinking, well, great, what does this have to do with B2B? But, you know, as I mentioned in the first part of the episode, in B2B, we're much more likely to be in the communication business than in any other type of businesses. We build relationships, and those relationships are in person, over the phone, and these days video. Um, And how you come across and what state you're in directly, uh, excuse me, directly drives how you perform in this game of communication. If you're in a negative state, lacking confidence, that comes across when talking to a prospect. If you're feeling confident and energetic, that's contagious and the prospect will want to do business with you. So bottom line, how you control your state is one of the most important skills you can develop to be successful in B2B. Thanks for listening and decide to make this another awesome day and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening today. I hope you learned something you can implement right away. I know your time is valuable and it's an honor to serve you. Please subscribe and rate this show on iTunes and give me your honest feedback and what future subjects would help you out the most. I also put together a short ebook on some of the top lessons I've learned in 20 years in a B2B business. You can download a free copy at growyourb2bcompany.com. That's growyourb2bcompany.com.